This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at messy.fm. Well, all right. Today on the podcast, I'm going to share an interview I had with my friend Carrie Sanders. Carrie is on the leadership team at Jumpstart in Greenville, South Carolina. Jumpstart is an organization that is really changing lives, and they're doing it in the prison system. Now, when I first heard about what Jumpstart was doing, I was encouraged. But when I spent some time with their team, quite frankly, I was blown away at how efficient they are at what they do. So to give you more of an overview of Jumpstart, what they really do is disciple current and former prisoners and basically assist with the reentry to society. And let me tell you, they are Jedi masters at this. They know how to do discipleship well and is encouraging to see the work that is taking place. They're not aspirational in their mission. They are effective and they demonstrate what real discipleship looks like. Now, if you've been following along or you're new to the Culture Bus Tools podcast, I release a new episode on the first of every month. These are published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and even Google Play. So I want to invite you to subscribe so you can receive it when it posts. If the podcast is helpful to you, it would mean so much to me if you would share this with others. And if you haven't rated or reviewed the show, please do so. Now, Carrie and I are about to discuss their keys to success and how the inside powers the outside. What I have found really fascinating during our conversation about the prison system is that South Carolina, there are about a thousand prisoners that are released every month. That is a crazy number. I think what inspires me and what I think we can learn is that the Jumpstart team has a 96% success rate. That means that 96% of the prisoners that work with Jumpstart do not find their way back into the prison system. The ability to effectively measure this is quite powerful, and I would encourage you to connect with Carrie if you want to learn more about what they do. You can visit their website at jumpstartvision.org. That's jumpstartvision.org. Now, at the end of the podcast, Carrie and I talk about a tool that you can use that will help you evaluate how effective you are at demonstrating the keys to success. If you use this tool in your life, I promise you it will push you to be more disciplined and successful with what you have been entrusted with. Okay, let's listen in to my conversation with Carrie. So Carrie, great to connect with you today. Talk to us about these keys to success. You, you mentioned that this is really what separates Jumpstart from every other ministry. Uh, could you walk us through five keys to success and, and just share with us? All right. Yeah, we our five keys to success are number one, uh, the most important is daily surrender to Christ. Uh, second is finding and keeping a job. The third is setting and keeping a budget. The fourth is developing a solid support team. And the fifth is having fun God's way. Hmm. You know, you said you've told me before that you guys have a 96% success rate. Speak a little bit about um, and how these keys to success, I mean, what does that even mean, first of all? And how do the keys to success kind of make that number stay so strong? Okay. So over the past 10 years, Um, 2,500 men and women have completed our program in the state of South Carolina. And those 2,500 men and women have been released back into the community from prison. Um, Of those 2,500, 96% of them are still living as productive members of society, which Mm -hmm. means they haven't returned to prison. 
Um, so we say that is a 96% success rate. Mentors are really asking them questions about their life to find out where they're at and also speaking truth into their life. Mm. Um, having fun God's way. Um, yep. I think I think pride and humility are all can can really be seen in having fun God's way. Any of us demonstrate pride when we feel like we have to work 12 or 14 hours a day, seven days a week, because that demonstrates that we're, we're putting all the pressure on ourselves to provide for ourselves and to make things happen. Mm. Um, so we want to teach our participants that, Hey, if you don't have some time for recreation, recreation, then it's not going to be long before you burn out. Mm. Um, so we all need time for that rest and renewal and refreshing. Um, to avoid the, you know, burnout. We can't yeah. neglect proper self-care. Yeah. So you shared this before with me about some of the, you know, boiling this down into single words and then that word versus another word. Can you, you walk through those for each of your keys to success? Yep. On the daily surrender to Christ, I would say um, humility is actual. Like if you're living surrendered to Christ, actually, it's demonstrated largely through humility and obedience. Um, where if, it, if you've got a lot of pride there, then it's just aspirational. You're mm. agreeing with it in your mind, but you're not living it out with your feet. Mm. Um, finding and keeping a job would be responsibility versus passivity. Um, responsibility, hey, I'm going to take care of myself and provide. I'm going to go in and work hard every day and earn an honest wage. Where passivity is, hey, I'm going to allow someone else to take care of me. Um, and Or I'm going to do just enough to get by so I don't get fired. Um, setting and keeping a budget, that key to success is demonstrated uh, with stewardship versus ownership. Um, stewardship would be um, actual because they're viewing the resources that are coming into their life as a tool for God's kingdom. Rather than, hey, I own this because I've earned it and I'm going to spend it however I see fit. That would be aspirational. Um, developing a solid support team. Accountability versus isolation. Um, actual would be accountability in our life because we're inviting other people into our life. Sure. And we're actually sharing truth with them rather than just an image of ourselves that we want them to see. But we're saying, hey, this is where I'm struggling. This is where I need help. Can you help me versus isolation where we don't talk about the things that are out of control in our life. Um, so, um, you know, actual would be accountability. Aspirational would be isolation. Yeah. And lastly, having fun God's way. Um, one of the neat things that one of our partners does grace church is for people who are coming out of their addiction program um, they partner with our guys to take them out to do recreational activities. So they're speaking truth into their life while they're fishing, while they're bowling, while they're visiting parks. Um, and then we have other guys that where we have to tell them, hey, you can't work two jobs you know, for 15 hours a day for the next year just so you can have $10,000 saved at the end of the year. That's yeah. not going to be healthy. So recreation or rest would be the actual, what, what would be the aspirational then? Maybe burnout. 
Yeah. So, so these are, these are, I mean, they're so, they're so basic, but at the same time, they're so practical. What are some things that guys that are coming out of incarceration are doing to demonstrate these keys to success? Could you maybe share one or two from, from each one? Right. I'll give it my best. So daily surrender to Jesus. And we believe that that begins with spending that, that quality time with the Lord each day. You know, just as we have to eat enough food to sustain us each day, we also believe that we have to take in enough of God's Word to sustain us for the challenges we're going to face that day. Yeah. So those who are actually doing that in their life are taking that step. They're disciplining themselves to spend that time with the Lord on a daily basis yeah. uh, and allowing Him to influence their thinking, to influence their living. Um. So I would say they're doing that for daily surrender to Christ and then not just being a hearer of the word, but a doer, you know, as it tells us in James. The second one, finding and keeping a job. You know, we help those who are coming out of incarceration um, get a job. We go to an employer and say, hey, we know they've got a record, but here's why we think you should give them an opportunity. But then it's on them to keep that job, um, to to show up every day and to work hard. Um yeah. So we're encouraging them to do that. The setting and keeping a budget each week um, to get the participants into the habit of keeping a budget. Um, we make them turn in a budget sheet every week. Oh, and wow. the mentors yeah. are going over that with them because at first, a lot of them don't see the importance of it. Um, but I can't tell you the number of them because they've kept to their budget when they're ready to transition out of our home. They're not going to a trailer park to rent. They're buying their first home. Wow. Um, because managing their money actually rather than aspirationally is, is um, that's the kind of results it'll produce. Yeah. Um, developing a solid support team. We pair them with a mentor. Um, but if they choose to not follow up with that mentor or not return a phone call or not take meetings, and they're moving towards isolation rather than accountability. Yeah. Um, and we will, we communicate with their mentor to find out, you know, are they being honest? Are they meeting with you when they're supposed to? Yeah. Uh, and things of that nature. Um, and over a lot of times at first, our participants, you know, they have that wall up because they say, hey, I'm an ex-prisoner and this person's successful in the community. They don't know anything about how my life is. Mm-hmm. But as they're honest and allow people to speak truth into their life, over time, they really see the value of it. Um, and having fun God's way, um, that's one that's a little more difficult to, um, to manage and to, to hold people accountable to. But we try to follow up through our transition success plan to where they're having to, to almost journal about what they did for fun and what it meant to them. Mm. Are they sharing those journal entries with anyone or are they? Yeah, they are sharing. We our our transition success plan. We allow them to set their own goals okay. according to the five keys. So we ask them to set a goal in these areas and then their mentors following up to ask them how they're doing. Wow. You know, the so, mentors, they're asking them, hey, are you doing this, which yeah. would be actual or are you just thinking about doing it, which is aspirational? 
So is that kind of just written down on a sheet that you guys have created and then they're turning that in and reviewing that with someone? Yes, sir. And, and that probably contributes towards the D or the, the fourth one, which would be developing a solid support team. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so as you've been doing this for a while, you know, you, when you originally created these and, and you began to, you know, introduce these, uh, what does that look like? Is, is this day one, they're working through these keys to success. How do you guys introduce this to, to those who are in incarceration and coming out of that? Right. So yeah, right. For our participants, when they begin the program, they receive a workbook that we've created and, you know, within the first five pages, these keys to success are there and, and we kind of cast a vision for them that, Hey, this is what we've learned will um, help you live free once you're released. So live, live with freedom once you're free. Um, so throughout our year long program, while they're incarcerated, um, we're repeating these steps over and over and giving examples of why they're important, sharing success stories, because we want them to buy into these before they're ever released. Wow, that's cool. Are there any stories that you can think of of men or women or whoever that have come out of this, you know, program using these that, you know, just kind of stand out to you as, man, unbelievable, Chris, you got to know this. Yeah, there was uh, one who worked for maintenance on Grace Church. Mm. He went to prison for... Um, he was selling drugs out of a club and was pretty well known in Spartanburg as a drug dealer. And while he was incarcerated, he bought into the jumpstart concept and he was actually able to earn minimum wage while incarcerated. Mm. So instead of some of the guys in prison will take all of the money they earn and spend it at the canteen and kind of just waste it. Um, but yeah. Vinny saved, he saved every penny he earned. And then once he was released, He's also, you know, set and keep a budget and a homeowner um, with money in the bank, has a wife, taking care of his baby girl, um, and is also giving back as a mentor to other people in the community. Mm. And I could tell you story after story like that. Yeah. Where do you think that, you know, there's a 96% success rate, so that 4%, um, you know, what, what do you think contributes to that 4%? Do you see a trend um, with, you know, not following these keys to success? Is there a certain one that stands out to you more that you've noticed? I mean, what, what affects that? Do you think? I think the most, the, the core issue is that daily surrender. Um, yeah. And they stop living daily surrender because they stop spending time with the Lord daily. You know, even people who identify as Christians, the Barna Research Group identified that 75% of professing Christians do not read the scriptures daily. So they're not taking God's word into their life daily. And then we know that Jesus said that we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from, from God. Mm. We know that as we eat food daily, scripture intake is daily. So a lot of our guys who fail... They get out and they feel a burden to take care of their kids and pay child support and all kind of other things. And they get so focused on working um, that they lose that daily relationship. They neglect their daily relationship with Christ. Yeah. 
Well, it's it's pretty impressive. I mean, in meeting you and we're and talking with you more, um, I mean, you guys are definitely the Jedi masters of just preparation. I think. I think the way that you guys set people up to win once they come out of the you know prison system, um, and then to see this success rate, it's so strong. I mean, it's just incredible and and do you think that that attributes to the fact that you know they're they're they've had a dark place or they've had something difficult happen to them and so there's only one way up or i mean like what do you think i mean these keys to success are so simple i've I've said before but just i mean what do you think really motivates people to keep working through this process Right. You know, as you know, um, the national recidivism rate is about 70%. So what do you mean by that? I'm, I'm, I don't know what that means. So, so nationally, 70% of prisoners who are released will be back in prison within three years. Wow. Yep. So most of those coming out of prison would never say, hey, I'm going back to prison. They all have an aspiration to, to stay free, but they all don't have a plan. A process um, and while we would say unequivocally that um, it is the grace of God working in their life um, that enables them to overcome addictions and the things that led to prison um, the the grace of God is working but as in Philippians it says that you know we must work out what God's working in mm-hmm. so our five keys to success are things that we know that if they're if they are actually doing these things, then it's going to lead them on a path that enables them to live free. One of our participants, Rob Whitner, who was an executive pastor up in Raleigh, after he was released, you know, from a life sentence, he he lived out these keys to success, and has really been able to be a blessing in the community. Um, and I think that that most importantly for him, he would say the daily surrender to Christ has been most important. Yeah. And I would challenge any of our listeners today that if they feel like their life's out of balance or maybe a little out of control, that they actually take a look at these five keys to success and they'd probably be able to identify one of if one of them they're not doing. And I would say there's a good chance that's leading to their stress and anxiety. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, I know that we kind of took some time to think through some of this for people that are listening. Go to the resource page, or if you go to the notes, you could download this. But basically, it would be something that you could download, and you could just challenge yourself by assessing how effective you are at demonstrating the keys to success using this aspirational versus actual continuum. So once you do that, once you kind of assess yourself, there's a a zero to 10. And so zero is aspirational, 10 is actual. So you could go through each keys to success and man, just circle the number, you know, for daily surrender to Jesus, how, how well are you doing in that area? Is this an aspirational thing for you or is this an actual thing? Um, And then the second part of that is just creating one or two demonstrated by statements that really exhibit how you personally accomplish each one and then just share that with someone. So, you know, the idea would be, you know, daily surrender to Jesus is demonstrated by the way that I, you know, read um, Professor Horner's Bible reading plan daily. And that's something that I would write down or, you know, finding and keeping a job 
you know, just write that down, just begin to write. I think it's really healthy to just be able to just document and write things. So um, I'm glad that we were able to kind of put some of this together and think through some of this using um, a tool that you've created and really has just been very impactful um, for your ministry. Just thank you, Chris, Um, for this opportunity. And um, I hope that um, people will take advantage of this resource in their own life. Yeah. In the show notes, there's a link to the aspirational versus actual continuum tool that Carrie and I discuss. I would encourage you to print out the worksheet and then run a diagnostic on yourself using each key to success at the beginning of your week. Then at the end of your week, evaluate how you're doing by creating one or two demonstrated by statements that exhibit how you personally accomplish each one and share with someone in your life. So for instance, when I did this um, and I worked on this for the fourth key to success, developing a solid support team, I reviewed the tool on a Monday, gave myself a seven for that key. And then during the week, I tried to be mindful of how I was doing this. I wrote down things that I demonstrated like like praying with one of my colleagues, calling one of my best friends and talking with them about challenge I was facing and what I was thinking and if it was even biblical. See what I mean? I promise you that if you take the time to do this, in five weeks, you will see change and a lot of clarity. But more importantly, you will have something to show for, which will help you measure how effective you are at leading others. If you're a father, consider doing this with your son. If you're a college student, meet with a roommate and do this. If you're married, consider asking your spouse if they want to do this for the next five weeks. If you lead a team, consider doing this with your staff. You could even take the same concept and run your core values through the exercise. All right. If you have questions or want me to discuss a topic, please contact me over at my website at culturebus.cc. That's culturebus.cc. Please rate and subscribe too. Hey, thanks. And I look forward to joining you on the next Culture Bus Tools podcast.